Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Don Fight, Pastor Emeritus of St. Joseph's of Alliance. Welcome, Father. Thank you, Tim, for your welcome. It's always great to be with you. Great. We're having a lot of fun here at Living Bread Radio, and this week we've been talking about the sacraments, and today we're going to talk about the Sacrament of Holy Orders. So what is the Sacrament of Holy Orders, and when was it instituted? All right, Tim, the Sacrament of Holy Orders is one of our sacraments that particularly uh, gives to certain members of the church, the men that are chosen for it by the Lord himself, uh, it gives them the power uh, to share uh, for example, uh, the Holy Eucharist with you uh, at the Mass. It uh, gives the priest the power to say, as we just talked about in recent days here, whose sins are forgiven, they're forgiven. I can say to you, I absolve you from your sins. So the sacrament uh, gives the priest the power to share those uh, particular gifts and many others too. Uh, so um, uh, your question again? Yeah, was, what is it, and then when was it instituted? Yeah. So uh, it is the uh, sacrament that was instituted at the Last Supper when the Lord said, after sharing the Holy Eucharist for the first time, now do this in memory of me. Uh, at that moment, the apostles knew that they had been given a responsibility and a, a charge uh, to carry on. They, weren't, they didn't understand it, I'm sure, but they never forgot those words, and they were very quick to put them in there, those who wrote the Gospels for us. I made sure we, we saw that this is something that was done to make the memory of Jesus, not just the memory, but the very presence of Jesus alive. Huh? And so uh, that's the sacrament. Okay. And, and like we talked about, too, on Resurrection Sunday night, mm -hmm. when he first appeared to the apostles, he breathed on them, said, Peace be with you. Receive the Holy Spirit. That's right. And he breathed on them. That's right. So... Mm -hmm. Again, it's only one of two times that uh, God breathed on man earlier in Genesis when he created Adam and then uh, when he, uh, after the resurrection with the apostles. Right. So 249 asks, what happens in the holy orders? It's a giving. Holy orders is of a very precious gift. Uh, the Holy Spirit gives, as the book says here, uh, a sacred authority that comes from Jesus always through the bishop. Um, so uh, it's a very definite uh, mission, really. This authority it takes the form of a mission that I have to feed you with the Holy Eucharist, to forgive you your sins. Um, so it's, it's an authority that comes from Jesus, but always through a bishop. And because of that, you can trace your authority all the way back to Jesus and the apostles through the bishop. That's right. That's right. Um, the community can't say, well, um, we don't need bishops. We tried that one time. Unfortunately, uh, after the revolt, uh, we call it the reform of the churches it was attempted to be um, back in the days of uh, Martin Luther, uh, it was thought that maybe we, maybe bishops weren't, because there were some bishops weren't leading very exemplary lives, maybe we don't need bishops. But the church rallied and says, no, we need 
to, we need the, we need the apostles and those who succeed them, the bishops, and it's they who in turn ordain priests. So, but um, bishop, priest, and deacon, all three are part of the uh, sacrament of holy orders. So, Father, is it true that bishops and priests aren't perfect, that they actually are sinners? <laughs> Tim, you say that with a straight face? No, uh, <laughs> I'm smiling as I'm saying That's that. That's right, yeah. Sad to say, we certainly are sinners, and we have to um, repent and confess and uh, do penance and reform our lives and depend on Jesus to avoid sin as much as anybody else, even more so. Because when we sin, it becomes scandalous to other people who sort of have this expectation. Oh, Father, when I'll tell them something about how I do something wrong. Oh, you don't do that. You know, people almost put you on a pedestal. You are on a pedestal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did when I was a kid. Yeah, that's right. But, and then when I tell them that I have to go to confession, you do? Of course I do, you know. Um, We're all sinners in need right. of God's grace. Absolutely. Even the priests and the bishops. That's right. So 250 of the UCAN asks, how does the church understand the sacrament of holy orders? Uh, we see it as a continuation, a fulfillment of what began in the Old Testament, the Catechism says, when the priests that were chosen uh, under the time of Moses and uh, the, the uh, uh, tribe of Levi that was called to share in priesthood, there was a, uh, a need to mediate between God and us. And uh, so the priests of the Old Covenant did that. They, they brought heaven to earth and took earth to heaven, so to speak. And that was their goal. But we know that it was not really possible uh, without somebody who could be heavenly, who could get us to God. And so God the Father sent his own dear son, Jesus. He is the one mediator uh, between ourselves uh, and God. Um, and so the priesthood has always been understood as taking heavenly things, bringing heavenly things to us and taking our hearts, our little bitty hearts that we have, taking them to God. And the, the, so priesthood always involves um, a, uh, a sacrifice. Uh, the Old Testament priests offered bloody sacrifices uh, or uh, crops of the earth that were brought to them. Uh, Jesus offered the great sacrifice of himself. And so uh, the church understands the sacrament of holy orders is that which uh, offers the priests offer uh, the sacrifice of Jesus. Uh, we all do as the people of God, priestly people, but it takes the priest to lead us and to actually bring the sacrifice right here to the altar at which we stand. And that's why we don't just call it a communion table, we call it an altar because the sacrifice is being offered there. And renewed, it's not a new sacrifice, but it's the sacrifice of Jesus constantly being made present for his church. The uh, UCAT uh, goes on and makes a real good point that the priest acts not on the basis of his own power, but rather in the person of Christ, persona Christi. That's right. It's a little Latin phrase. To, to do something in the personhood of Jesus means that every time I'm doing something, we talked yesterday about anointing of a sick person uh, here, uh, and also earlier this week of saying, I absolve you from your sins. The priest is always doing it in the person of Christ. Uh, so it doesn't depend on um, whether or not he's a, a perfect person. He could be a sinner, but as long as 
He's doing what Christ intends as long as you receive the sacrament, uh, participate in it with that intention of, of doing what Jesus wants. Uh, definitely, Jesus is at work here. It's, he's the one um, who is sharing the sacrament with you. Okay. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas uh, said, only Christ is the true priest, the others being only his ministers. So you alluded to that earlier in that, mm -hmm. you know, you don't actually forgive sins. Christ is the one who's actually doing the forgiving of sins, as okay. well as offering uh, the Eucharist when the bread's turned into wine. In the person of Christ, mm -hmm. you're saying the words yeah. and doing it as Christ's That's minister, right. and it's actually Christ working yeah. through you that allows that to happen. And uh, I am one of those persons, Tim, who uh, I tend to be unfocused many times. My imagination, my thoughts are all over the place, and I have to work at. Uh, my confessor just recently reminded me how important that is for me, especially at the time of, for example, the consecration of the bread and the wine into the very presence of Jesus. To, all of us need to be focusing on that it's Jesus here. Uh, who's doing this, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. so focus is a very great gift that we need to pray for, to pay attention, not to keep, because, yeah, we do confess sometimes that we are become distracted, and we didn't do it on purpose, but because we live in the type of world we're in, uh, there's always so many things in our minds that we have to let them go, just let them go and focus on Jesus. Yeah, that's a good little prayer I like to say mm -hmm. at Mass is, is, Lord, help me to focus Mm -hmm. I'm worshiping you and, and loving you with a heart Great filled idea. to overflowing Great with idea. holy and divine love. Yeah. 251 of the UCAN asks, what are the degrees of the sacrament of holy orders? There are three, Tim. Uh, the first, of course, is the uh, ordina ordaining of a bishop. Uh, the second uh, is the ordaining of a priest, a presbyter. Presbyter is the old Greek word for that. And then the uh, ordaining of a deacon are the three, bishop, priest, and deacon. So what happens in the Episcopal ordination or the ordination of a bishop? In that ordination, the fullness of the sacrament is given to one already ordained as a priest. He is called now to be one of the successors of the apostles. Uh, he enters what is called the College of Bishops, uh, together with them all, and especially under the leadership of the Pope, he is responsible for the whole church. But in a particular way, a bishop is responsible uh, very often, he, well, he is always named to be bishop of some diocese, uh, some group of people where he is the chief priest. He is the one who um, has the responsibility to teach in Jesus' name there in that diocese, uh, to sanctify the people there, and to govern them uh, properly mm -hmm. uh, for the good of the church. So how important for a Catholic Christian is his bishop? Uh, boy, that's, uh, <laughs> he is so important. Uh, uh, the bishop is uh, the very representative of Jesus to him. Uh, each of us belongs to a diocese. Some people aren't too aware of that, but uh, truly uh, it's important. Uh, um, sometimes people in my hometown here of Canton said, well, what, what do, why do I have to uh, worry about Youngstown? I say, well, because it was the choice of the Pope many years ago to give a, a, a priest in the diocese of in this new diocese we were called in 1943, and it was decided that the priest that would be in charge of us as our bishop would have Youngstown as his, what we call the sea city. But uh, whoever my bishop is, he's so important to me because uh, he represents Jesus to me. Mm -hmm. And you're bound to obey him. That's right. As a priest, I certainly am. Yeah, that's uh, right. That's part of what I have to say when I'm ordained. The bishop, I, will, <laughs> I promise to give you and your successors my obedience, you know, my prayer, my support. 
Okay. 254 asks, what happens in priestly ordination? Uh, once again, uh, it's done by the laying on of hands uh, by a bishop. And um, uh, the bishop calls down uh, upon the candidate for priesthood a power of the Lord uh, that uh, uh, continues to give me uh, something that's similar to what I received in baptism. Uh, I was sealed by the Holy Spirit when I was baptized and confirmed in that. There's a seal given to a soul both in baptism and confirmation uh, for all people in the church. But for the priest, there's a, an imprinting of what we say, an indelible seal uh, that will never be lost. Uh, I become a collaborator with my bishop uh, in doing the things that he's called to do. So you'll I'm, always be a priest. That's right. Even if I should uh, reject priesthood, sad to say, or if I would be asked to refrain from exercising my priesthood for some very serious reason, uh, I would still be a priest. And the church has always said, if you're in trouble and you need a priest to hear your confession for your salvation, because you're going to die in a few minutes, you can ask even a priest who's resigned uh, for, to receive your confession, and he will do that. Awesome. Father, could we have your blessing, please? And may Almighty God bless all of you that you might love Jesus, our high priest, and come to understand and appreciate those given to you to share his priesthood in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We've been listening to Father Don Fight as we go through the UCAT on the sacraments talking about holy orders. Also, we'd like to remind you not to forget about Living Bread Radio app for your smartphone for your Apple or Android device. It's available for free on iTunes or Google Play. Just look for Living Bread Radio. Until next time, this has been Tim Perry, your host for Faith with Father at Living Bread Radio. Until next time, God bless you. Bye for now. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.